You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. Max Haystack is with me today, and he sent me a piece which has a title as follows. Why it's important to take time to manage your finances. The piece goes on like this. Budgeting, simply put, is the process of creating a plan to spend your money. Now, Max, everybody does it. It's not just individuals, it's not just households, but it's governments as well and companies as well. I mean, look at the mess that the UK has made of its finances recently with its so-called mini-budget. So it's not a a peculiar thing to have a budget to manage your finances. Why did you particularly want to talk about it today? Well, firstly, thanks again, as always, for for having me. And I know it's, you know, as I've mentioned in, in what I've written to you, it is a cliche and it's been heard time after time after time. But I, I was just thinking to myself, you know, and what is the, let's say, the what are the core elements that not just investors, but any ordinary person can can take control of right now when it seems that the markets are going out of control and it's it's essentially getting to to grips with your finances and in essence your budgeting now it's not something that's in you know targeted at a, at a particular person or not but i've i've been thinking to myself, you know, when we look back at what happened during 2020, so many people were, you know, caught off guard with businesses closing down and finances, you know, just getting absolutely obliterated. And the the process, the process, and the concept of budgeting. I know it's 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 so so broad, but it, the the point I'm trying to make is that it's important to not only create a systematic plan of managing your your income, your liabilities, and everything else, but also how it's important to get everything under control so that if we do find ourselves in a position again in the near future where you know markets are tumbling even more than they are and cash flow constraints start taking place that that ideally is the message today is that people need to have a continuous process with regards to to how they tackle their budgeting, how they can take control of their income, their expenditures, and and more importantly, how it all ties in together with uh, ultimately with with saving your capital for that rainy day. Well, exactly, the rainy day thing is very very important indeed because what you're saying is yes, you have a budget, and the budget assumes. A normal life, normal markets, normal household. You've got your job, you keep your job, and nothing really changes. There's a few little hiccups here and there. But normally, you would just like to think that this budget is all to do with normalcy, which is a word that I've heard recently. But what you're saying is there's almost got to be a sideline emergency budget. Yes, that's part of the, the entire concept. But it's it's also important to understand you know, in our in our current uh, interest rate hiking environment, how how is, for example, how is a, a further interest rate hike going to affect your 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 expenditure? How is it going to affect your home loan and your short term loans? Your you know, possibly if you have a variable link on your on your car, how is that going to affect you? Are you going to be able to come out of every month with those you know unforeseen additional costs in the near future? And the the, the whole process of budgeting is not a once-off, you know, one-stop shop type of action that you take. It's something that needs to be reviewed and analyzed on, you know, on a monthly basis, if not more. Um, it's very important to understand 
what is my bottom line? What what am I earning? What am I spending? And you know, it's important to to gauge your income versus your liabilities. And you know, there there are obviously so many different ways that you can do it. You know, breaking down your 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 monthly costs, your fixed costs, and everything else. And 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 obviously, one way of doing it is, you know, for example, going through your bank statement, see, you know, where can you cut down? Where are, are areas that you are possibly wasting your money on a monthly basis? And, you know, even even saving a, you know, a thousand or two thousand rand extra per month is still goes a very very long way. And that's probably one of the first points that that I would like to raise. Yes, that incomes versus liabilities and and reviewing your bank statements or your credit card statement. It's a terrifying exercise, Mags. I've done it, and I think, and I, and I, I work out how much I've spent on certain my items compared to other items, and I think, goodness me, Lindsay, you're irresponsible. It's so easy for me personally, and I think a lot of other people, just to wipe out all this extraneous rubbish that I spend money on. I completely agree with you, and it's it's it is a quite a scary but also eye-opening exercise, and yes. At the end of the day, it is, you know, the, the entire concept of budgeting and everything. It should actually become second nature to, to everyone because understanding your, your finances, and that's that's obviously the, the topic today is why it's so important, is that if the things that happen in life that we don't have control over or those emergencies happen, then at least we have some way of, of making provision for it and ultimately overcoming them. And... You know, another important concept um, that will derive from, from, you know, proper budgeting and, and, and financial planning from that point of view um, also comes down to your, your short, short-term cash savings. Um, you know, if you, if, you, if you go into Google, which I did earlier, just to, you know, a bit of research beforehand, and if you Google how much money should you have in cash, and it's, it's quite funny, there's a, there's, a, there's a website called Investopedia, they have a lot of terminology in, in the finance world, yeah. and they say experts recommend having up to six months in cash, so six months worth of, of expenses. And what do you mean in, in, when you say cash, not under the mattress, but in a bank account that's easily accessible? Is that what you're talking about here? Correct, correct. So six months uh, worth of expenses in a bank account, so when we refer to in cash, that's that's what we what we typically refer to. Okay. And I know it's not... It's, um, obviously, there's going to be a few people shouting, "Oh, that's not possible!" You know, it, it's uh, fully, fully, you know, understandable in our current financial environment. Um, you know, from a global and South African point of view, that costs are going up, but disposable income is going down, and it's not always possible for everyone to to have that type of luxury. Um, and it is a luxury, in my opinion, because it's, it's if you have finding yourself in that position you are very fortunate but at least the budget will go a long way in ensuring that you are able to at least in some way be able to to obtain that goal um because a lot can happen um in the next 12 to 18 months we we could be facing a potential global recession we could be facing a lot of uh, un, you know increase in unemployment and etc cetera, etc cetera. markets market values going down and and people might be in a position where they either have emergency savings or they will be forced to dive into their long-term savings and and by having a, a solid budget in place will prevent that type of scenario from from becoming a, a reality so at the end of the day, you know, whenever, as an advisor, when, when we recommend these type of things, you know, budgeting or why wills important or anything else, it's not because we are 
at lack of, let's say, words to find, but it's these are the type of topics that come into conversation time and time again. And it's just my, you know, one of my ways and, and recommendations to, you know, just to provide some advice from, from a, a more a simpler point of view, if, if that makes sense, Lindsay. Yes, it does. It makes an awful lot of sense, actually. And again, it comes to that emergency budget thing, but I'll sort of sum that up at the end of our chat because I've got a couple of ideas myself. Your next paragraph, Mags, says insurance policies and home loans. What tends to happen when people are going through slightly choppy waters or navigating choppy waters, they say, oh, I don't need that insurance policy. So they cut it out because it's not part of their day-to-day life. In other words, not going to buy the groceries, not paying the children's school fees, that sort of thing. What is your attitude towards insurance policies? And then we'll talk about home loans after that, Max. So it's quite funny. In, in my family, my dad is quite vocal on not being, you know, too um, fond of, you know, short-term insurance. And I'm not talking about cars and things like that. I'm talking about insuring, um, you know, cell phones and golf clubs as an example. But insurance is is also a very important component of any astute financial financial planning in, in essence with, with um, your, your budgeting. You know, especially with insurance policies, and I'll be, I'll be the first to admit I'm guilty of it as well, I don't review my short-term insurance policies. And what I mean by that is you have so many options. It is a very, very large market. You are not tied to your current insurance company. You have the ability to get quotes and, and always find better better um, rates in the market. And I'm not, not and it's you know it comes down to your let's say your you know what what the insurance provides, um, what you know what your premium is, your excess, all of that. And and people need to take the time. You need to have a, a financial health day if you want to call it like that and just spend the day getting to grips with all the elements of, you know, your liabilities and everything else, not just from a pure monetary perspective, but let's say from an insurance point of view. That should, let's say, for example, I, I personally was in a, in a car accident the other day, very, very minor, nothing, nothing to write home about, but, you know, I had a very good uh, insurance broker. I had a very, dealing with a very effective company as well. You know, they really, really took care of things um, quickly. So it's not just about how much you're paying, Look at reviews of the companies and find out. Okay, maybe if I'm paying a little bit more, am I getting a you know, am I benefiting more in other ways? Those type of things. But it's important and in the whole concept of your budgeting to to update your insurance information, get quotes and figure out what's going to be the best for you and in this sense, your wallets are at the end of the day. Just before you expand upon that, home loans I want to to get to because, again, I referenced the United Kingdom because it's been such an extraordinary story over the last eight, nine days or so. If it wasn't that long ago, you could negotiate a 1.2% annual rate on a mortgage, a bond. Now it's it's shot up. I mean, some people are having to pay, if they want to, if they can, up to 10% because people have withdrawn, financial institutions have withdrawn certain mortgage bond products. So what would you do if you are going into the home loan market? Would you get a fixed rate or a floating rate bond? Very good question, and this is also something I've discussed with friends and family. And you know, it obviously it makes sense to get a fixed rate in an environment where the interest rates are hiking, kind of like where we are now. But there are so many different variables that you need to take into account, and one of them being, well, when is the interest rate going to going to peak, and is there you know possibility of it going down again in future? 
it's so it's so difficult. You know, I, I, in my personal opinion, you know, have found that you know fixing an interest rate is makes more sense from a from a budgeting point of view because it's a it's a fixed cost and you know that you're going to pay the same amount over the duration of your 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 bond. The the problem is, however, that you know it's it's with typically with a fixed rate, it's going to be in most cases higher than getting a variable rate. Um, the, the danger, let's say on the other side, um, or the other side of the coin, is that the variable rates might be very attractive now, but interest rates could run away from you and you could be paying, you know, two, three percent more um, than you are now a couple of years down the line. And, and that's that's the one thing we just simply don't know. Um, but again, you know, when you when you're looking at home loans and everything else shopping around is always going to to be the best the best option obviously i think especially with home loans you know having gone through the exercise myself people are going to be very biased towards the the current banks because that's what we are led to believe that you know your bank will provide you with the best rates but at the end of the day if you are looking after your bottom line take the time you know do your homework do the research and and find out what is going to be the best the best um you know for you at the end of the day right okay next one families are you talking with your spouse about your finances you ask in your article now i I think in the old days a lot of people would come and say you know they'd they'd both come home from work and then say hello darling how are you how was your day my day was fine how was your day my day was fine sit down have dinner watch telly go to bed but it's terribly important to understand the different aspirations and the different I suppose, um, goals that the husband and the wife or the two partners will have towards finances. And it, it is terribly important, I think. It is important. And, you know, when you get married, um, you know, there's so many things that people don't really tell you or talk to you about. And I wish they did. But money is such a it's such a divisive topic in I think in any relationship, even if you're not married. Um, you know, budgeting should not be done alone because you know there's so many different variables in, in in families and dynamics where you know for example the, the wife could be paying for health insurance and everything else and the husband's paying for the bond and everything else but at the end of the day you know you are married you are in a <laughs> you are in a you know a, a long-term uh, relationship and it just makes sense to be on the same page with regards to that so it is something i know we have spoken about adventists as well you know uh, we have had articles and newsletters about the importance of you know discussing finances with your spouse and i think not to take too much time on the topic it does form part of your budgeting as well yes especially if you're living in a in a dual a dual income household perhaps you're on a single income household it's you know if if you have one main breadwinner and and, you know the other spouse is you know taking care of everything else children and you know staying at home it's still important to say well look this is our these are our costs, you know, we need to save a bit more, or spend a bit less here. That's that's important. Those are the type of conversations you need to have and need to have on a on a constant basis. Yes, you have to be honest with each other, in other words, which is, uh, is, is something that many couples should <laughs> learn to do. It's a good discipline. Okay, the final thing you say is take the time. You say a budget needs time to be monitored as well as actioned. It's like following a diet. You won't lose weight if you're not committed. So why should a budget be any different? Yeah, exactly. You have to sit down and do it. And once it's out the way, then everything becomes a lot easier. That's what I've always found. Definitely. And I think, yeah, you summed it up perfectly now. It's, again, the, the, whole, the whole topic for today was 
budgeting is is not a one a once off you know thing that you do on a on an annual basis it's something that needs to be monitored it's something that you can constantly adjust um you know expenses could go up one month or decrease another month and you know for, for my personal my own personal life i'm constantly analyzing my budget um to to see where can i save money where you know how can i spend less those those type of situations um and yeah, it's 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 just important, and I just felt it's something that needs to be reiterated because unfortunately, it is something that needs to be reiterated on a constant basis. It's something at the end of the day that you need to follow. You need to take take your time. And I think I did mention a little bit earlier, but again, maybe even taking one a day off once a year to get all of your finances in you know in in proper order is is also you know something to 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 think about i think the term that i've heard um you know it's called a financial wellness day or something like that um, mm. obviously it's not it's not practical for everyone but you know you can also do it on a saturday or a sunday but at the end of the day the more you are in control of your finances ultimately is going to benefit you your family etc Megs, i was thinking about this earlier on during our conversation and i thought of a good analogy when cape town was running out of water people were encouraged obviously to save water and one of the reasons they could save water was by one of the ways rather was by showering for 15 to 20 seconds rather than two and a half minutes which they typically uh, might have done and I've got a friend who's a business partner, and although he lives in the Netherlands now with his wife and, um, and three kids, he still showers 15 to 20 seconds a day. He doesn't have the luxury, despite the fact that the Netherlands is awash with water, he still does what he learnt in that brief period of time in Cape Town. So what he's done, he's had this really good discipline which has stayed with him. So even when the good times come back when it comes to budgeting, stick to your old rules as well, and things will be better. That's not a bad analogy. No, definitely not. And and to be honest with you, I'm not going to use the old, you know, the cliches of, oh, you know, maybe buy one less cup of coffee every month and, you know, you'll have a thousand rand at the end of the month. It's, you know, discipline is very important and it's it's about making decisions in your in your life that's ultimately going to benefit you in, in the long run. And I think what, you know, to, to, to add on to your analogy about Cape Town, you know, I think if, if they do have a water crisis again, which, you know, could be a possibility in the future, I think they're a lot more prepared for it. Exactly. Um, and that ultimately comes down to having a decisive and proper budgeting um, tool in place is that you are preparing for the unknowns that, that could be thrown your way. And if, if they do happen, then at least you are prepared for it. Um so, and, you know, to summarize, there are so many different tools. There are apps. There are, you know, Excel is also a very, very basic tool to use for budgeting. But at least it's something. At least it's provides, um, it provides people with a, a way of just managing and, and monitoring. And at the end of the day, putting you in the best position possible for, for the future. Great stuff, Max. Great advice. Really interesting conversation. Max Haystack is from Brentus Wealth, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.